You are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Park the sound at your favorite Tar Heel voice. Welcome to Locked On Tar Heels. As always, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. I'm happy to have you rock with me today. Do yourself a favor. Make sure you download and subscribe to the Locked On Tar Heels podcast from anywhere. You can also join the fun via Twitter by following at Locked On Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. I am excited to talk to y'all today. Here is what we have on tap for this here Friday. UNC is going to play its first ranked team. What does that look like? Let's talk about it. There are going to be five key observations that we have to look for heading into Saturday. And I'm just, I want to make sure we're all on the same page when it comes to the game in Chapel Hill. Finally, fans and, you know, family get to return to Kenan Stadium. What will that look like? And just how excited are we for that? And, you know, what songs do you want to hear on the playlist? I need to know. So we'll talk about that today. So let's get right into it. You know, the number 19 Virginia Tech Hokies are back on the field Saturday, October 10th, as they gear up to play the eighth ranked North Carolina Tar Heels. The kickoff is set for 12 p.m. Eastern and it will be broadcast on ABC. Now, when we talk about the Hokies, they have entered this game a week after initial road victory of the season their first road win of the season against Duke in that 38-31 contest, which was, you know, show-stopping, had me nail-biting because I wanted, I love Coach Cutcliffe personally, and I wanted him to get his first win, but unfortunately it didn't happen due to a lot of the fact that running back Khalil Herbert registered 357 all-purpose yards and ran for two scores, and quarterback Braxton Burmeister accounted for three touchdowns. And they got their ninth win in Durham. So Virginia Tech is looking to sweep the triangle. They beat State already handedly, and they beat them when they had literally nobody on the squad. Half their team, I felt like, wasn't dressed out. And they came uh, their first home matchup and pretty much annihilated NC State, which was a nice little pop in the mouth for them. And what happened to help them win against Pittsburgh the following weekend. And, you know, a lot of teams in the ACC are getting shaken up. And you never know on any given day, especially as we know, uh, for us Carolina people in the coastal, anything can happen. Now, more so in the Atlantic, it doesn't really, I mean, it's Clemson and everybody else. But for <laughs> Carolina's and coastal sake, anything can happen on any given day. Now, the Tar Heels will enter the game 2-0 and after victories over Syracuse and Boston College. Remember, the Syracuse game was a little bit ugly. Didn't exactly know where the season was going to shake out because, you know, all of everything going on. So we were just trying to do the best with what we had. But Boston College, you know, game, we were like, okay, now we're playing a team, you know, that's really trying to field themselves. They were coming in undefeated and they were trying to get their, you know, streak popping and they have a new coach and coach Halfley. And we were assuming that everything was going to be pretty much just, you know, even keel for the most part, but ultimately, you know, a stomping. And it wasn't. It came down to literally the last play. Thank God for Trey Morrison and his pick two abilities. And Carolina saw itself still, still sitting in the undefeated column, which is also what Virginia Tech is. So five teams left in the ACC who are undefeated, and two of them go up against each other on Saturday at 12 in the Keenan Stadium. And that will be, you know, a good matchup because I personally feel like this is Carolina's uh, check or what is uh, ooh, what's the word I'm looking for? I think that it's Carolina's litmus test. So we're going to see whether or not we've really improved the way we say we've improved. Because as we know, again, Carolina two years ago, you know, lost to the Hokies and they came down to the last play. And 
this past year we had six overtimes that ended up coming up short once again and Carolina I mean Virginia Tech brought in literally every quarterback known to man and still was able to defeat the Tar Heels and so finishing games all the way through not getting tired not giving up and having more guys who are not having to take 100 reps per game it seemed like is going to be the difference maker for the Tar Heels and I truly believe that Carolina is going to, you know, get this victory because they are a different team. That's what I'm hoping (laughs) anyway, but we shall see. Like I mentioned, Virginia Tech is looking for its third consecutive uh, week to get a triangle opponent and they're going to want to do the sweep. Why not? They are still you know, making sure that they can dominate and it's going to be difficult because of their depleted um, roster. We don't know who we're going to get. So Carolina has had to, you know, ensure that they have everyone available, which is fine. But, you know, that's it's frustrating, right? Because you always prepare for the best. And then, but sometimes when a player is not good in one area and you have a person who's behind them, who's great in that area, it makes it difficult to try and get a scheme going. But I think Carolina, I mean, yeah, I think Carolina will turn up nicely and adjust accordingly. So my five observations that I want us to look out for on Saturday, let's talk about them. I'm gonna give you two here. And I want you to marinate on those two because I think my top two are very important. Offense has got to get its groove back. I mean, I don't know if we need to call Stella. I don't know what we need to do, but offense has got to get its groove back. I need, I don't need a hundred points per game. I'm not that type. I don't need Sam Howell to go off for, you know, four touchdowns on a day. I just want them to think, have fun again. I think that's been something that, you know, Mac Brown has repeated time and time again, that Carolina doesn't seem to be having fun. Like they all, they feel all this pressure, you know, just go, they, they need to just go out and play and like trying to fulfill these wild ass expectations and having, you know, too many weapons for the first time for Carolina is a good problem, right? Like, Unfortunately, Carolina's not used to having guys that they can go to like 10 different. So you have questions of, well, why isn't Daz Newsom getting a lot of reps? Why isn't, you know, this person getting a lot of reps? And, you know, is it evening all, is it all evening itself out? Like you start to have those questions. Are we giving, are we running the ball too much? Are we not running the ball enough? Are we throwing too much? And all that, are we trying to make too many plays for Sam? These are questions that we didn't necessarily have (laughs) in the past two years. So it's certainly important and nice to have this problem, but with that these guys are starting to feel themselves which is cool they're performing they're doing it at a top level however the guys who win have fun the most in my opinion I think when you have you know winning is fun as we know but more so like you have to relax a little bit get into your mindset get into your groove to do that so I'm gonna need Carolina's offense to get in their Stella vibes and get that groove back number two what depth chart Will Virginia Tech have and can Carolina adjust to it? Like, as we all know, certain things change as games go, you know, we go throughout games um, in game day performances. We assume somebody's going to come into play. But as we know, with COVID-19 and all these cases, you could have an entire new roster because someone tests positive the day of, you don't know, find out results to the morning of the game. So what depth chart will Virginia Tech have? Lord only knows. But I'm hoping that, you know, the first couple weeks of all of this and everything that they went through was a wake-up call and they've decided they run to better 
But can Carolina adjust to whoever is out there on the field? I think that's going to be, you know, really telling. You can watch but so much film on people, but until you're out there actually taking those reps, actually taking those hits, making those adjustments, like that's going to be the true sign of the growth of Carolina. So I want to make sure we get into that and or we make sure we stick to that and we're very much focused on whoever next man up, whoever up in front of us, I'm still going to do my job and my part. Speaking of doing your part and making sure that you are on the right team, have y'all got on this Built Bar train yet? And then more importantly, it's time for you to get on this Built Go train. Now, Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. It's five-hour energy without the same crash feeling, plus it's natural, so it's better for your body. It's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. Built Go comes in three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate coconut, and chocolate milk. Chocolate mint, my personal favorite. Built Go has helped me break through my wall, especially on my long days at work. Built Go is a healthy replacement for my energy drink, but the energy is not fake. It's lasting and natural. It gives me the kick to keep going and finish my day strong. It has B6, B12 vitamins that are perfect to keep keep that boost of energy that I so desperately need. Now visit BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20 30% off your next order. Make sure you download, subscribe to the podcast from anywhere you can listen to Locked on Tar Heels. Literally every single day, I'm bringing you content on Carolina football and basketball. You know, I think it's important to talk about these two teams. More importantly, what's going on in Tar Heel country? We got to figure it out because we're gearing up for Saturday's game. So let's get back into our five key observations. We're on number three. Who wins the run game battle? As we had mentioned before, Khalil Herbert is doing wonders for Car- or for Virginia Tech. He has, you know, honestly been a highlight of ACC running performances this season. Virginia Tech as a whole are running better than everybody in the country except Army and the Air Force. And, you know, Army, all they do is run the ball. So that just tells you everything about how great the Virginia Tech Hokies are getting it done in the run game. But, I mean, don't sleep on the duo of Michael Carter and Javante Williams. Can they, too, get the job done? Can they, you know, make sure that if Sam needs to be bailed out, needs to, you know, throw um, a check, check down, that he's able to do that successfully? And I think that they have been doing nothing but bailing Carolina out in some tough situations and powering it in for touchdowns and Javante feeding him when necessary. So I'm just excited and eager to see how that all transpires. Now, more importantly, when you have the run game, it's all about good defense. So that's going to be something that Carolina's going to have to step up. Can they get those open field tackles early? Can you make sure that you don't get those long um, drives and don't get a lot of yardage and cover a lot of ground? It's going to be going to be tough. I'm not even going to sit here and lie to you, but I think that Carolina can handle it. Now, number four, can the defense get a turnover? Are we going to see the turnover belt on Saturday? Carolina has struggled to get any turnovers um, throughout the game, like throughout this season so far. I think they've gotten only two. And, you know, it's crazy because Carolina has you know tried and tried again to make that an improved point of their, you know, entire team. But it just it always seems to either be shaky or non-existent. So I'm hoping that Carolina can figure it out and turn that ball over because that's going to be you're going to need help somewhere. Carolina offense is going to do a good job. Defense is going to do a good job. But you're going to need that extra help, whether it's, you know, on the run game. Can we have someone on special teams hit the 
you know, kick returner and cause a fumble? Can we have someone who, um, what you call it? Why am I having a brain stumble? Can we have someone who catches an interception and runs it back for six? Can we get points out of it? Or at least brings us down the field closer for Sam to complete and get us a touchdown. Can we do those kind of things? That's what's needed for teams to be elite. You have to make those exciting plays because it changes the energy of teams. It makes you want to, you know, go out and keep, do your part better. So everyone, if everyone's playing up to a high level, you're going to want to step up and do that. So I'm hoping to see that. Finally, my fifth observation not just can we take the ball away but can we protect our ball can Carolina protect the ball you know can we control the mental mistakes can we control the BS penalties when we are you know third and 17 can we make sure that we're not holding the guy can we make sure that we're not doing pass interference can we make sure Carolina you know Syracuse game had nine penalties and it was just hurtful Carolina and the Boston College game had eight penalties so like can we just not get in our own way which Carolina is so used to doing and so good for can we not get in our own way and help us just you know really have again have fun having fun does not mean you have to be boneheaded like it's great to have fun and you know be low-key and kind of chill but making sure that we are securing our ball and not causing fumbles and what have you we're protecting it at all costs so that's what we're going to get that's what we're going to look for heading into Saturday's game again it'll be in Keenan Stadium it will be at 12 o'clock and we will make sure that you know we are tuned in on at Locked on Heels and at Candace D. Cooper talk to me about it I will talk back let's talk about this game and get through it together final thoughts we have to talk about who's coming to the game let's discuss that Carolina can finally have fans and what will that mean next on Locked on Tar Heels Locked on Tar Heels is every single day download subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts make sure you are tuned in I want to know where I can watch Carolina on Saturday. As you know, only some people get to go to the game. But if you're not going, let's talk about that. You know, you can always watch um, via Facebook, Twitter, GoHeels.com, where you can get some updates, get the GoHeels app, on, and you can make sure you're locked in there. You can see ABC. If you get basic television, ESPN, Hulu, all those good opportunities to watch the Tar Heels, you can download the Tar Heel Lights app. For exclusive content that will be sent to you no matter what you're, where you're watching the Heels play, you can keep an eye out for light shows, video games, and other special activations. So that is certainly cool. And, you know, more importantly, you can follow along Twitter, Twitter, Twitter <laughs> with me at Locked on Heels or at Candace D. Cooper, where I'll be tweeting the game and talking about that. But like I mentioned there, our fans who will be attending on a Saturday and they are having to, you know, do different security measures and health and safety in place in order for Carolina to make sure that games go smoothly for its fans. So for health and safety, they're ensuring they are making you wear a mask um, in accordance with the state mandating that you wear a mask and face covering at all times over your nose and your mouth. So don't think you can go up there with a Carolina blue t-shirt and that's going to cut it or suffice. You're going to have to put something over your nose and face in order to be able to attend that game. You can pull it down when you have to eat your popcorn and eat your hot dog, which I don't understand at that point. I mean, aren't you just spreading your germs anyway? But hey, you know, what do I know? You have to stay six feet apart. You know, physically distancing is mandatory, including in elevators and bathrooms, entrance and exits. Again, I think that'll be challenging in the bathroom because we all know at halftime in Keenan Stadium, those bathrooms are, 
good luck trying to move around edgewise. So I feel for the security people that are going to have to try and regulate that situation. But keeping social distance is always, you know, best. Seat locations for both students and general public have been assigned to support physical distancing. When watching the game in the seating bowl, all fans must stay in their designated seats as printed on their ticket. So if you think you're going to get a little closer, but you're going to get around somebody, think again, because security, one thing I know at Kino Stadium, security don't play. So make sure you're just adhering to the rules so we can try and keep adding more and more fans back slowly but surely. I don't think that we'll get to the Miami Dolphins arena level where we're going to have everybody come back this season because Carolina or North Carolina in general has tightened down. But I think we'll see some progress beyond just the 3,500 that are currently allowed to go. I'll also ask you to wash your hands, clean and sanitize, and most of all, just protect yourself. Protect your family, protect your unit, make sure everyone's good to go. And again, have a great time. You know, as you are, you can't tailgate, <laughs> but you can you know, eat in the car, eat that Chick-fil-A in the car, and then get ready to go. There will be no um, pregame activities in terms of Bell, Bell Tower Walk or the Tar Heel Town Walk. So you won't get to see the guys or the marching Tar Heels, but um, hopefully we'll still, you know, make it fun. I hope they have a great DJ <laughs> and they will be, you know, making sure that folks are still having a good time in the stands. I know personally that it'll be great for the the athletes because it's different, right? It's so much different when you see people in the stands, you get to see your family in the stands supporting you. It's a lot different and it's exciting for them to be able to, you know, support them in person, hear the yells, hear, hear the screams, hear when there are good plays people actually roaring so if you're gonna go to the game on Saturday make sure you've got your high-pitched screen together I just I need that to happen because if not then you know you're wasting wasting a socially distanced seat like make sure you are yelling screaming for these people so we can get out and go that's that on that period all right but <laughs> like I said it's going to be a great time I'm looking forward to you know just another good game I think it's gonna be a great opportunity for you know, Carolina to show itself and final thoughts and priceless gem of the day here. Having fun, like Coach Mac Brown said, is essential for all parts um, of the season. You know, we are, I'm, I'm seeing the vision of 11 and 0 and I just need to get over this hokey hump to do that. And I'm hoping that the guys are feeling the same kind of vibes and energy that I am, but I do want them to have fun. I think that's a part of what 2020 has to be is you have to find moments of happiness and joy. And I know from being a student athlete, like going out and performing and just being able to be around my teammates was so critical. And I think for them right now, that's what they have to do. They just have to go have fun because the world is hard enough at the moment and everything is just going, seems to be getting harder. <laughs> so we just got to make sure that we have fun in this moment for the next three hours on Saturday, for three hours on Saturday, you know, we want to enjoy it the best way we can and just, you know, have fun with the heels and cheer them on as loud as we can. We're going to, I'm going to get digging their tail if I see some things I don't like, but and day it's just football, you know, the sun will rise again and we'll push forward and we'll gear up for our next ACC matchup and we'll talk about the key observations and whether or not we actually, you know, held true to them or things that we still need to continue to work on. So all of that will be discussed throughout next week and we'll bring some guests on, have some old friends come back on the show, talk about the season. We might do a season quarter 
you know, reflection. How are we doing so far? But we'll keep it rolling and keep, I'm just, again, appreciate you guys for listening and hope that you have a great weekend, that you're smart and you're safe, especially if you head over to Chapel Hill, wear your mask. As always, go here. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.